welcome back to episode six of the thermometer i'm will fritz and i'm with nolan today is monday august 7th we're recording at about 4 41 p.m and we're gonna central talk about time central time central time <laughs> we're gonna talk about a couple different headlines today we're gonna talk about some hot teams some cold teams we're gonna talk about cole hamels we're gonna go across the entire board today but first i feel like we kind of got to start off with you know, it's not only blowing up in baseball, but it's blowing up in sports, and I love it because when baseball gets media attention, it's kind of the best thing in the world. So Tim Anderson and Jose Ramirez just absolutely squared off in Cleveland. And man, was it just a sight to see. Like, Tim Anderson looks like his life is kind of falling apart. It's kind of sad. Like, Obviously, he was the one who kind of, it seemed like he was instigating the actual fight part. He dropped his glove. Like, I don't know. But it was fun for baseball. Kind of seems like Tim Anderson is going down the Kanye West route. Yeah, dude. Of like the random, like really vague tweets on Twitter. And no one really knows what what they mean. And now he's just like throwing punches and getting suspended. And yeah, I, I, I told you this earlier. I think that the White Sox are happy that he's suspended. Like yeah. he needs a he needs like a he needs like a ghost IL stick. Well, did you see the Kenyon Middleton interview? No, I did not. He so he got he's traded the to the Yankees. Yan- now, right? he, yeah, he got traded to the Yankees and he did an interview who was like, Yeah, the White Sox was horrible. He did say he said there were pitchers sleeping in the bullpen during the game. Are you serious? Yeah, and you said like there were no rules, like people would not show up and they like wouldn't get punished for it at all. And that that was the craziest thing is that people were sleeping in the bullpen during the game. Bro, <laughs> the winner of that fight was not J Ram. I mean, it was J Ram, but the biggest winner was definitely the Minnesota Twins. Like, there's just chaos going all over the AL Central right now, and the Twins are just finding ways to win games. So. Well, you know, J Ram got suspended three less games for winning the fight. So, yeah, I don't even I don't understand that at all. But yeah, I don't know how it was three less because, well, I think Tim Anderson technically threw like the first punch. But like if that counts for anything, I don't think it should. But and I thought I thought it'd be more than that. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, Rognet Odor got suspended for only eight games, I think. When he punched yeah, Jose Bautista, like, so yeah, I don't know. All right, enough of that. Cole Hamill's retired, even though everyone yeah. already thought he was retired. Yeah, last <laughs> pitch in twenty twenty. Uh, you know, just shout out Cole Hamill's dude. He had nine seasons with an ERA in the threes or below. He had one season with an ERA in the twos. Um, he's just such a solid pitcher all around. World Series MVP. Uh, main teams were with Philly and Texas, mainly mainly Philly. But, I mean, props to him. Way to, like, finally put the glove down. Like, he's kind of like your grandpa who just never wants to retire. Like, yep. like, he'll just keep finding these minuscule jobs to do his entire life. That's kind of how I thought of it. And I'm glad that he's kind of settling down with his family. Maybe he'll hang out with his family and his wife more. You know? Like, shout out to Cole Hamels. Good ass yeah. dude, good ass pitcher. Maybe Hall of Fame, maybe not. Either way. Um, next, Yuri Perez is back tonight. Cool. He is pitching at 
I'm pulling it up right now. I don't think he he didn't make like any actual starts in the minors, right? They were just like managing his innings, and so they yeah. just sent him down. I wonder if that's gonna help or hurt him. Like I feel like it will help him, but not pitching in front of like he might struggle out the out the gates. I mean, he was probably throwing bullpens and stuff. Yeah, he throws at five forty p.m. tonight. It's four forty, so he throws in an hour against I mean, the Cincinnati. Okay, yeah, before the season. Before the season, the most he'd ever thrown was like 75 innings in a season. He's already thrown 53 in the big leagues. And I yeah. believe he made Okay, he made once he made a start on July 26th and he made a start on August 1st. So he actually did make two starts at Double A. Yeah. But they were two no, but innings there was a big and three innings. For sure. Yeah. And yeah. he got shelled anyway, so I, yeah. I don't know. It's kind of weird. I mean, I, I feel like they're kind of fake starts. Like he wasn't. He wasn't actually. He's probably just trying new pitches out, staying in shape. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, those are kind of the main headlines right now. I say we move into hot teams and cold teams. The AL West. I mean, just in. We'll talk about the Angels later. I, I know what you guys are probably sick of hearing about the angels but we kind of have to talk about them later um the al west kind of is hot though the rangers and the mariners are pretty hot right now the rangers have won six straight seven of the last 10 in the last 30 days marcus Semyon has a 172 wrc plus uh wrc plus if you guys were not on earlier when we described it in the past 100 is league average it's the best all-encompassing uh hitting stat in our opinion so if you have anything above a 115 120 like you're a good hitter if you're above 150 you're like probably all league hitter yeah um, and the idea is like if your wrc plus is 172 you're 72 percent better than the league average yep. hitter and if your yep. wrc plus is 75 then you're 25 percent worse than the league average hitter yeah, so Marcus Semyon, like I just mentioned, 172 WRC plus in the last 30 days. He's been 72% better than the average hitter in the last 30 days. Um, so he's been hitting well. Nathaniel Lau has been hitting well. Corey Seager, he's kind of bouncing in and out of injury right now with his thumb, but he's at a 186 WRC plus in only 13 games in the last 30 days. I mean, I think uh, and what'd you say? I think Corey Seager is having a really interesting season because if he was healthy the whole year, he might be up there like in the MVP MVP race with Otani, which yeah. is kind of crazy to say. But he's yeah, 180. Yeah, he's 186 WRC plus this season, <laughs> and he's like not due to regress at all. Like four, yeah. 410 on base, 645 slugging. He's accumulated 4.1 F4 and only 315 plate appearances. Yeah. So he's having an incredible season. He's just everyone projected not... that he everyone projected that he'd benefit from like the banning of the shift, but he has took that and just ran with it. Yeah. But no one projected this. Yeah. Year, I feel like. Um, he's been good. Adolius Garcia. I mean, he he's now tenth in the league in F four. Like he's been really good for them this year. Like he is turning into a, I mean, he is like, I think he now is on the uh, wrong side of thirty, but he came up late, obviously. But he's, he's thirty. 
What? He might be. He's, he's really old. He's 30. He is 30. What? Yeah, he's 30. That's so weird. And he came up like two years ago. He's like, for me, he's like Randy Arozarena adjacent. Kind of. Yeah. Like, they're yeah. both popular players, but they're both kind of... They're kind of... not... <laughs> He's just not as extra. Yeah. I mean, they're also like friends, I think. Yeah, they because they were in the Cardinal system together. Oh, yeah. Wow. I think. Cardinals yeah, take so like, many L's. Yeah, they do. Um, so those four guys have been playing really well for them. Josh Young just went down. It's funny how Josh Young emerged so quickly. I mean, coming into this year, he was definitely like a highly touted prospect, but he totally blossomed and it's, it's sad to see him go down at this time with the, I think he fractured his thumb. Uh, it's probably going to be a mix of not Josh Smith. He spe said specifically it's Josh H Smith, Josh H Smith and Ezekiel Duran are going to be kind of playing to replace him. Hopefully Corey Seager stays healthy. So then it can be more Duran and not, um, Josh Smith, but, uh, it's been, it's been kind of direct. It's going to be like, I think tonight it's like Duran and Josh H. Smith on the left side, which is just so different from Josh Young and Corey Seager. But it doesn't really matter because they're all hitting well. And if you ever thought this team is going to stop hitting, they're just going to keep hitting. Yeah. Um, pitching has definitely looked better. It's been more middle of the pack since they added Scherzer, Scherzer, Scherzer and Jaymont. Um, Scherzer looked good in his first start. Six inning pitched. Three earned runs, seven hits allowed, one walk, nine punchies. He did get some unlucky batted ball luck. Um, it looked like his XFIP and his there was some BABIP involved. It it looks like he's gonna be a he looks better than he did earlier in the year. Um, not old Max Scherzer, but I think he's gonna be solid for them. And especially with the Evaldi down, they need Scherzer, Scherzer and Jamont to be really good. Um, Jamon also looked good. He had six. He had uh, six inning pitch and two earned runs against the Marlins. They both looked solid. The Rangers are just going to keep winning right now, especially if the Angels <laughs> can't win. Um, yeah, all their, been, what'd you say? I was going to say all their deadline moves have worked out very well. You know, Chris Stratton has been another bullpen arm. Obviously, Chapman's been good. And Scherzer and Jaymont are, like, the the players they needed with Avaldi down for now. And then, obviously, DeGrom being out for the season. Yeah. So, for I sure. mean, and, and their lineup, they just have crazy depth. They have, like, you know, they added Austin Hedges as just sort of, like, a defensive so replacement, kind of a replacement guy. It was kind of a replacement for Jonah Heim. I mean, yeah, I think the tandem They're kind of, of like... They're yeah. low-key a pretty injured team right now. Yeah. I mean, not Especially really. No, I, I would say I would say they've just been so healthy all year they feel injured. But like Yeah, that's true. They have they have like Besides Corey they only have two position players on the IL much. right now. Yeah. So I mean I would say like what I was gonna say is Austin Hedges and Mitch Garver sort of complement each other really well. Because yeah. you know, Mitch yeah, Garver obviously has the power and Austin Hedges obviously can play incredible defense so i mean that tandem makes sense i'll just think i mean and i think the biggest thing is like they added those two top of the rotation guys and now their playoff rotation is will be amazing because they don't have to pitch john gray or andrew Heaney as long in the playoffs. as Ivaldi comes back in time. yeah 
which that's I, gonna be because I mean, you're you're either pitching a guy who's looked like a Cy Young candidate or you're pitching John Gray. That's those are your options. Like that is a huge drop off. Yeah. So I don't even think they try to bring him back before. Like you do not rush him back at all. I mean, he's he's kind of in a weird spot though because it's like a strained forearm. So that's kind of like an injury where you don't really know how healthy he is until he starts throwing. So yeah. Yeah. Um, so Rangers have looked really good. The Mariners have looked extremely good in their last 10 games. They're eight and two in the last 30 days. JP Crawford has been hitting the Christ out of the ball. Cal Raleigh has also been hitting really well. Um, J rod is starting to slug again. His ISO is up 40 points from his se- from his season average. So he's starting to like kind of hit the ball better. ISO is isolated power. I don't I don't think either of us really believe it's a great stat to look at in terms of like weighing one player against another, but noticing that his ISO is up 40 points means that or well first of all, slugging or isolated power is slugging percentage minus batting average. So it shows like how well you hit for extra bases. And since it's up 40 points, he's starting to hit for more extra bases again, which is good. Um Tay Oscar just had a good series, which is huge. If he if he can start hitting for them, that'd be massive. We knew Eugenio Suarez was going to hit. He's been better. Um, pitching hasn't been fantastic lately, but this rotation just looks really good for the next few months. Brian Wu has come up, and he's been a solid piece who's also due to regress towards like a mid-threes. Like his ERA is at a 4-5 right now, but his expected ERA is sitting around – 3.3 so it's going to kind of regress he's looked like like he's their five when they're healthy he's their five. i mean i think he's better than bryce miller that's true like that's true. you're right it's kind of weird how bryce miller it'd was the one if, it'd be crazy if they had i mean I, like what do you even do like if robbie ray were to come back what were, what would you even do with like would you would he be your he's out for the season year four yeah i know but i'm i'm just imagining what their rotation would have looked like well, i mean there's a lot of like weird rumors around them that they're gonna like trade logan gilbert maybe yeah to the st louis cardinals in exchange for hitting because they can't hit but that they would have that they would have traded yeah or that they yeah that they would have they were thinking about it at the deadline i think and yeah. then but that also means that they could still just do it in the offseason if they really wanted to do that. Yeah. Because, like, obviously the Mariners kind of have, like, a pitching surplus. The Cardinals have a hitting surplus. Hitting surplus so, like, swapping would make sense. But I don't really know if they want to part ways with Logan Gilbert. He's been one of the best pitchers in the American League this year. So, yeah. Um, I just don't really know where the Mariners go because they have a lot of prospects and a lot of young guys they have control over who they've yeah. invested. Like, we're going to like, all right, we're going to go with you. And none of them are playing that well. Like, people like Ty France. I'm talking about kind of the whole season in general. Ty France, Kyle Raleigh, Julio Rodriguez. I don't, I'm not really worried about Julio. Like, but all these yeah. guys, like, especially Ty France and Kyle Raleigh, it's like, we're the guy we chose you guys to play well or we chose you guys to be on our team and now you're not playing well so it's kind of they're kind of in a weird situation about what to do 
I would say. So they're two and a half games back of the wild card right now. Like they're this they're in this it. Week help them. They're they're but like do they who wins more games the rest of the season? The Blue Jays or the Mariners? Like that's that's like the in my opinion, like the Rays and the Astros are pretty much locks. Whether it's the Astros or the Rangers in the wild card or the Orioles even, like there's one spot open. And they're two and a half games back right now. I don't think that they. I don't think that they make. Well, there's yeah, there's like the Blue Jays and then the Angels, Blue Jays, Angels, Mariners, and then. But yeah. then you also got to think about the Red Sox and the Yankees too. Like they're yeah. kind of in there. Yeah, they are somehow. Like they're both hovering around like a ten to fifteen percent chance to make the playoffs. So yeah, you can't count any of those teams out. So yeah, it's gonna be really interesting to see. Which and all the and the other thing is all those teams somewhat bought at the deadline like the Angels bought, the That's Blue Jays I, bought. So like, I was good. well, I mentioned that last episode. I said that they kind of lost the deadline and not like they didn't make any big moves, and I think that that's gonna hurt towards the end. Like them not getting another bat in that lineup is gonna yeah, end up hurting them. Yeah, but the issue is they didn't really think they were gonna make the playoffs. You don't want to dump prospects to maybe make the playoffs. It's like such an yeah. awkward situation. Yeah, it in. is. It's hard to it's just hard to know what to do when you're in the Mariners front office because you just have this team that you wanna it's like do you wanna support them and do you wanna win right now, even though you have like a lot of youth in your like you have a lot of youth in your core. Or do you kind of just like stay where you at and hope you catch lightning in a bottle, which they kind of have. Yeah. Um, I I do like them going forward. I think that they're going to be playing better baseball, but I don't think that they're going to pass the Blue Jays or yeah. I don't think that they're going to end up getting that. Well, I, I also think teams with deep pitching have an advantage because – I think people get injured faster than yeah. they come back. So yeah, as you get into August, wind down too. Yeah, and so when you get into August, September, teams with a lot of pitching depth, like the Mariners, can possibly benefit from not necessarily adding, but other teams losing players to injury, and yeah. they have a deep starting rotation. So, but the thing is, is they've been like, for the most part, they've been healthy this year. Yeah, like. They have just players not performing. I agree. Um, let's move on to the Orioles. I'm gonna probably the, be the only one, and I'll die on this hill. I just don't. They've been hot, by the way. They've won. Um, I just had it pulled up. I th- I think you're gonna steal what I'm gonna say. What I was gonna say. Okay, we can die on that hill together. That they're fraudulent. Yeah, that's. I was just thinking that. I'm like, I just don't think they're that good of a team. Yeah. Like their lineup okay, is good, so but they last thirty days last thirty days they have a one oh six WRC plus plus, which is fourteenth in the league. They're ninth in XFIP. They're a good base running team, sure. they they have a below average defense. Like I saw some power rankings today with them as the best team in the league. Oh my gosh. Stop. Stop. They have a Stop good like, they have a they have a good bullpen. Their starting rotation's horrible. They're literally it's their bullpen and their lineup is like pretty good. Yeah. But it's not like the Braves lineup. It's mm-hmm. not to that level. It's not even like the Cardinals lineup. 
or the what the Cardinal Cardinals lineup at least was, but I don't. They are seventy and forty-two. The Rays are three games back. The Rays, in my opinion, will one hundred percent win this division. But I don't understand why they didn't trade anyone. I'm looking. So I'm looking no, right now at, at, at their top prospects. It's ridiculous. So yeah. Jackson Holiday is obviously number one in Double A. They're not going to move him. But yeah. Kobe Mayo, Joey Ortiz, yep. Heston Kerstad, Cade Povich, Colton Cowser, Jordan Westbrook, Connor Norby, DL Hall. Those are their top prospects. These they're are all, all names. they're all in Triple A right now or in Major League Baseball, which is yeah. like insane. Like, how are you going to run out all these guys? Like. I know you think Kobe Mayo's good. I know you think Joe. Okay, Heston Kierstad, right? Maybe you where's like him. Where's 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 Ortiz gonna play? Like, like move? Why? I don't understand why you don't move somebody like Colton Kowser. Yeah. Like to get like plus go get Dylan Cease. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Like, what are you waiting for? Yeah. And like Jackson, and I'm telling you, like they they're they've been winning since the deadline, but I guarantee you, like, I just. I do not understand why that they're twenty and ten in one run games. That's like one of the best in the league. It's hard to be twenty and ten in one run games, which is like, insane. Yeah, and the other thing is like how do you, like move Jorge Mateo? Like you could afford to move Jordan Westberg. Like Jackson yeah. Holiday is going to be ready next year. Yeah, he's nineteen years old, and you a- already have Gunner. This year in a-, a he started at A ball had sixty seven plate appearances two twenty eight WRC plus got the bump to Dude, high A. There's a lot of teams. There's a lot of teams that would have taken a Jorge Mateo. Yeah, and then he sure. got the bump to high A as a nineteen year old one hundred sixty one WRC plus got the bump yeah. to double A recently in his first 58 plate appearances he has 194 wrc plus come on like dude he's gonna be up next year yeah. like you have your infield is gonna be you, it's right like, now he's like, at this point since ellie graduated he is the number one prospect yeah it's not even close and it's and not really close you're gonna have gunner henderson and you're gonna have jackson holiday on the left side of your infield you're yeah. gonna have you know mount castle slash o'hearn at first yep like you're gonna you need one second baseman and you have a million guys to fill that spot yeah you have mayo westberg adam frazier you have like trade some of your guys so you can capitalize on them you can't have 27 position players in the big leagues it's crazy they're just hugging them too much they're hugging them way too much like i don't I, really you, understand it you can I'm afford not... to overpay too because your system is so deep with the same yeah. exact player they were on like they were kind of similar at the end of last year like they started to catch lightning in a bottle we thought they might squeak into the playoffs they're a really fun team i just think that today is august 7th i think that like their luck starts to run out totally like you have who do they who what are their upcoming series i'm looking right now they so have, they, they're starting oh. an, a series with the astros today then they're in Seattle, and then they're in San Diego. Yeah. So they have a hard schedule. For the next, I mean, for a little bit. Yeah, okay. Um, I just, I don't see it. I don't I believe don't in the Orioles either. Yeah. And we said that, we said that in the, we said that probably a month ago, and <sighs> we're kind of getting like thrown under a bus right now, but I, I'll still like, I'll die on that hill. You can cancel us. Um, let's move to cold teams. Let's move to cold teams. You yeah. want to start with the Mets? Yes. Yeah, so 
the Mets are three and seven in their last 10 six game losing streak not really unexpected I kind of just wanted to talk about them because I mean obviously they don't really care about this year they traded away pretty much anyone they could you know they're running out Rafael Ortega and DJ Stewart every day so but I I think they did a good job at the deadline but I mean it's really about what I think the rest of the season for the Mets is about what young guys do they want to be a part of their young turn plan. Like people like Mark Vientos, people mm-hmm. like Brett Beatty. Brett Beatty, who just got optioned to AAA. Like he yep. has been not very good this year at all. Like which I guy? I hope he doesn't turn into a quadruple A guy because he just kind of has a history of raking and raking in triple and then not succeeding. In the I mean, but I think. We'll I think Mark Vientos is somebody very interesting. So he's a 62 WRC plus and 91 plate appearances, but he has a 343 XWOBA. So he's yeah. been hitting the ball hard at least and has pretty solid quality of contact. I mean, it's just, it obviously didn't work out. They're not playing well right now, but I don't think it's really a big deal. They just need to see which guys are the real deal out of their prospects. And I think that's the big thing. They obviously reloaded their system with Drew Gilbert, who probably will be ready next year. Acuna could be up next year. Yeah, Ronnie Mauricio could be up Gilbert's this year. Gilbert's looked really good since he came over. He was kind of struggling before that, but he's looked good in double since coming over. Um, like getting getting Acuna, getting Drew Gilbert, getting Ryan Clifford. Like that's a big boost. And also like Ronnie Mauricio, I feel like he's been. I feel like he's we've seen him for the past five years at the top of like the Mets system and he's still somehow only 22 like he's a 22 year old in AAA and he's he's due to come up at some point but it's about weighing like where's if Ronnie Mauricio and Luis Angel Acuna both work out and they both need to play you already have Francisco Lindor at short you probably will go you'll probably go to Acuna at second. So then is it Brett Beatty or is it Ronnie Mauricio at third? Do you put, where's Mark Vientos in this whole thing? Cause do you also have Pete Alonso? Like they have a lot of infielders. That's why I kind of liked the Drew Gilbert and Ryan Clifford ad is because getting rid of Mark Canna and Starling Marte has not looked great. Like you kind of have like hopefully a future of Brandon Nimmo, Drew Gilbert, Ryan Clifford, and they're very different prospects, which I also appreciate. Appreciate yeah. like, kind of diversify your assets. I mean, I think Gilbert's a center fielder, but like he could be a center fielder, but with Nimmo, obviously he'll turn into probably one of the best fielding outfielders in the corner. Yeah, like I, corner outfield's their weakest position right now. So I mean, I could also see Beatty or maybe Vientos moving to a corner. Yeah. Like Beatty but has like, played there before. It's gonna yeah. be it's gonna it's gonna be about who ends up hitting. Brett Beatty, he's played nine games in triple in triple A this year. He is a two thirty one WRC plus, an on base percentage of five hundred, and he's slugging eight eighty six. Um last year in triple A he had a one thirty seven WRC plus with a four sixty two on base percentage. But in his big league career he has a 76 WRC plus. There you go. And that's 353 plate appearances. So so you send him back down. 
to figure things out. He's probably going to hit nukes. I mean, what's crazy is he goes from AAA to the big leagues and his walk rate is like cut in half. Yeah. Which is like, it's so odd. Like, I I don't really know what to think of Brett Beatty. Like, I want to give him a chance, but I I don't really understand sending him. I don't really understand sending him down. It's like, your season's over. He has nothing left to prove at AAA. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Maybe just let Mark Vientos DH instead of Daniel Vogelbach put Beatty at third and see what you got like just give him 200 plate appearances in a row and see who he is as a player try to figure out why he can hit at triple a not at the big league level and see what you have like i don't understand the point of sending him down to triple i don't think it really does anything and i think they should call up ronnie Mauricio too i agree i mean he has a 99 wrc plus at triple a this year which is like not that good but I mean, just figure out what you got. I know at least we'll bring a little excitement to the Mets. I don't think Daniel Vogelbach or Rafael Ortega or DJ Stewart or Danny so Mendick or Abraham Almonte does any of that for you. They just brought Abraham Almonte up, who's a 34-year-old <laughs> switch-hitting outfielder. So, why? Like genuinely what is the future when you're playing abraham almonte in the outfield i don't i just don't understand it at all yeah hopefully they can he hasn't even played in the big leagues yet this year yeah the mets i think they're g like they make sense in terms of their approach at the deadline but you've lost the season like you don't need to try to keep win winning anymore and maybe it's pressure from the fans pressure from frank the tank but <laughs> um yeah let's go to the reds they've lost six straight yeah we predicted that on our power rankings we said they were frauds and it turns out they are i said they were an electric factory which they probably they still are <laughs> but well we we did real we did realize that they don't have they don't have pitching depth their hitters like they hit well in spurts, but Ellie has been Spencer. Spencer Steer is the biggest fraud in baseball. Why is that? Because everyone was hyping him up, like, "Oh, he's the next. You know, he's going to be a great player for the Reds for the n- next ten years." Yeah. And if I pull up his Savant page here, this is not like last thirty days. This is the entire season. Fifty-one, fifty-first percentile in xwoba second percentile and outs above average yeah like okay but you gotta like you have to you can't like you like what are what else do you want to you you need spencer steer up right now yeah i'm not saying i'm not saying he's like like, horrible he is is a rookie he is a rookie he played last he had like oh he had quite a i don't think he's a rookie this year i think he's probably still a qualified rookie he had oh uh, yeah yeah i think he only had 108 plate appearances last year yeah you're right yeah so he's still qualified but... i mean but tyler stevenson too has been embarrassing like yeah it's crazy they should, have, they should have totally found a way to get him a change of scenery at the deadline totally he has a 27 wrc plus in the last 30 days i'll just like rattle off Bro. some numbers here ellie de la cruz 58 wrc plus in the last 30 days spencer steer 60 ces 
67, TJ Friedel, 70, Jonathan India, 71. I mean, their only like good hitters has been Matt McClain and Will Benson, which is like, mm-hmm. I think this is really showing like Matt McClain is the story is the best player on the Reds this year, the best rookie on the Reds, and it's not even close. Like, people were talking yeah. about, like, oh, Ellie De La Cruz, he's the future of the Reds, but, like, Matt okay, McClain. Yes, sick, but, like, though. Matt McClain, he have hits well, he plays good base? defense. Have you seen his celly at third base? It's so sick. I have. Have you ever seen him run the bases? Too bad, too bad he has, like, some of the highest ground ball rates in okay. Major League Baseball. He just pounds well, he around also throws the, ball. the ball 140 miles an hour across the diamond, so... Yeah. Anyway, uh, the Reds are struggling. And I mean, they're sucks. they're not hitting, and we all knew their pitching sucked. So yeah. they're not a good team. Like, hopefully, you get Lodolo and Green back soon. But it's like, I mean, they have the worst starting win. rotation can, in the league. Like one of the worst. Like, yeah. And um, a lot of the breakout guys in the bullpen have struggled a little bit recently. Like their bullpen is still probably just average, but lucas sims and buck farmer who had strong starts this season have kind of tapered off they still have had some good guys but i mean when you don't hit like they were hitting and their starting pitching sucked and now they don't hit or they haven't been hitting this year their starting pitching still sucks the only consistent pieces the only consistent pieces this year for the reds have been alexis diaz and matt mcclain that's it that's the end of the list. Yeah, TJ. And the thing T- is, is there a TJ game F- and a half bat? Yeah. What what I would say is TJ Frottles, Linsanity. His Linsanity run is over. Okay. Because he was like outperforming his ex woba by like a hundred points for a good three yeah. months. This is gonna be a cool race, though. The Brewers and the Cubs and the Reds are all within a game and a half of each other. The Brewers are atop right now. I think that this is gonna be. I just, as long as it's not the Brewers, I'm so cool with it. I hope the Cubs win the division. I think the Cubs I mean, are the Sal best team. Freelich, lo- Sal Freelich low-key has saved the Brewers to be watchable right now. Yeah. But, um, okay. Uh, I don't want to talk about this team for too long because I feel like we talk about them every single episode. But we would not talk about them if they weren't so noteworthy. And they didn't have the best player of all time in every sport ever on their team. And the second best player of all time. What? And the second, and the best, second best player of all time. Yeah. Um, so the Angels have lost six straight. They have not won a game since the deadline. Uh, they bought as much as they could at the deadline. And they haven't won a game. And the Mets sold as much as they can they could have. And they actually did win a game. So compare those. Two. Actually, I don't even think the Mets have either. Because they Whatever. lost the life. I mean, Whatever. the story of the anyway. season for the Angels is they have 18 players on the injured list, most notably being Trout, Neto, Ward, Rendon, and then Ohapi's obviously out for the season. They have... Mm-hmm. They called up Joe Adele to try to save the team, and then he just got injured right away. So... Yep. They... Like, what are you supposed to do? What do you... <laughs> I, it's And it's not poor management. It's like, not... you're relying... Like, Mickey Moniak has cooled off quite a bit. Like Matt Tice was looking like a serviceable catcher. He has a 27 like, WRC like, plus in the last 14 if days. If he's replacement level, if he's replacement level, then it's like you can't blame him for that because it's like Logan Ohapi should be there. Max Stassi's are out too. 
Who? That was their backup catcher at the beginning of the season, Max, oh, Max Stassi. Stassi. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's he's on the sixty day now too. Come on, like, I think they're cursed. I don't know why, because I don't think Shohei did anything. If anyone, if anyone did something to screw the Angels, I feel like it's got to be like, like who do you think did some voodoo shit that screwed the Angels? Cade Marlowe. Cade Marlowe, and they paid. I think that. <laughs> I think that since they paid Anthony Rendon so much money, this is just because of that. Well, I mean, Shohei Otani on this losing streak, where they're two and eight in the last ten, has a hundred ninety-eight WRC plus. Yeah. <laughs> and then Taylor Ward was super, super sniped, hot, and then he got, got sniped. sniped in the face. Like, okay, that was disrespectful. He got Car- hit in the face by no other than Alec Manoa. Yep, and um, then. What's crazy though is Chase Silseth. Yeah. He came out of nowhere and has had like, he's on like kind of his own Linsanity run right now. Yeah. In his last, in his last start, he punched out 12, walked one in seven innings. Gross. And then against the Yankees, he punched out 10 in five innings. Like he's been shoving recently out of nowhere. I don't know. Lucas Giolito's been horrible. Okay, he okay. You have to cut him some slack because he started twice and he got he got blown out by the Braves, but everyone's getting like blown up by the Braves, so you gotta cut him a little slack. And in his first start he was like kinda what like six in his first start against Toronto. Five innings five innings pitched, six hits, three earned with five Ks. Like it are you asking for a lot more than that and then he got shelled in the second start i understand that it's against the Braves, but nine earned nine earned across three innings is pretty insane you're throwing away again but i think i mean i still think they made the right decision in principle it's just they did i don't know i just feel so bad but i do really i just really want to see him in the playoffs because i think If they were semi-healthy, they would be a good team, especially with the incredible star power that they have. It's just honestly, I'm not even kidding. I think that, I think that like, what's happening this year with the injuries, like it's almost a somber feel. And I think Shohei's an emotional guy, and I almost think that he's gonna be like, he's gonna be like, we're gonna run this back next year. Like we're gonna get healthy. And we're gonna run it back because we were very unlucky this year, and he has to understand that, especially I, with Trout out. I don't think there are actually that many teams in contention. I think I don't either. I, I think I, it's I, the Giants, dude. I it's the Gi- think I think it's the Giants, Giants, Dodgers, and I think Angels. That, yeah, I don't think that, and I don't think he wants to go to. But is are, are the Giants what? like a better solution, really, than the Angels? Like, do you think, yeah, exactly. He goes to the Giants. You see, like, it'd be different if he was, like, floated to the Orioles. Like, if they could sign him. Or if he was floated to, like, the Reds, if they had money. Like, I I I don't think that, I think he's going to realize that going to the Giants isn't really going to change, like, his fate. Like, it's not going to change the team he's playing with that much. I think, like, genuinely on paper, I mean, I'm rather, I'd rather play with Mike Trout than play with Car or like Mike Yastrzemski, Lamont Wade Jr. or Lamont Wade Jr. 
Like, I don't know. But but it, now they've totally depleted their system, too. I mean, they had no system. They had, like, they probably had, like, four likely big leaguers in their system, and I think they traded all of them. Yeah. So it's just so crazy. And they're in so many bad contracts. Like, if, if, if Shohei leaves the Angels, Mike Trout is never touching the playoffs again. Because they have no yep. system. They owe a fortune to Anthony Rendon. How much time does he have left on his contract? Mike Trout? I think like... No, no. Anthony Rendon. I'll look. Hold up. Mike Trout's um, going to be in Angels, Angels purgatory for like the next eight years. And it's going to be yep. so sad. Let's talk about some games. Lots of series he's, are starting. He's... Right. So 2023, this year... 38 million dollars yeah. and then he is 2024 2025 2026 he's also owed 38 million dollars so for some people who don't like kind of understand mike trout makes like what 50 million a year yeah so anthony rendon was paid 38 million a year after his run with the nationals where he was probably the best player on maybe like the second best player on that team a top like a top three player on that team um, paid 38 mil a year across probably five or six. 2020 was the first year, but that obviously was weird because it was like a short season. Yeah, didn't he, so he got hit well that year? Yeah, but yeah, and then one, two, three, four, yeah, six, seven year deal, including 2020. So he's been like severely injured the entire time, pretty much. And he has a full and- no trade clause too. But I don't. Crazy. I think they would probably have to give. I mean, no one would take him. For he might free, obviously. Actually, no one wants. No one will take him though. You would yeah. have to give up so much stuff just to get rid of him. Yeah. This um. Is, they could do the whole like. Angels pay half. Angels pay like deal. Yeah, I guess. To get him off the team. Um. No, he makes more than Mike Trout. Mike insane. Trout makes 35, 35 million a year. He also got signed to what a twelve-year deal, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of series are starting tonight. Padres Dodgers is wrapping up. They're gonna end up winning this series. They're up thirteen six in the eighth. Um, this series, I mean, we just who, hope the Padres what? are winning. You said no. Dodgers are up thirteen to six. Shit. Yeah. Um. We're still hoping the Padres. If if the Padres and the Angels make the playoffs, I'm a hamp- I'm a happy camper. It would be that would be perfect because the Padres are a good team. They just don't win games. I know it's just yep. kind of like counterintuitive, but still, it's just crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, the other, series- I think one more thing to talk about is I think the AL Central is sort of done, and I. Th- it's a four and a half game lead, but you look at it, the Twins have four against the Tigers, right? And the Guardians have four against the Blue Jays. And then this weekend, yeah. Twins have three against the Phillies, right? Oh, a pretty hard opponent. Maybe the Guardians can make up some in the ground. The Guardians yeah. then are in Tampa Bay to play the Rays. Yep. So I think that race is pretty much over. Right now, the, the Twins are... DraftKings, they're minus 700 to win the division. FanDuel, they're minus 900. BetMGM, they're minus 700. Like, they're going to win the division. And they have a 92% chance on Fangraphs. 
and Jose Ramirez is out for three games, and Josh Naylor is down as well. And they signed Ramon Laureano. Like, imagine a Guardians li- the Guardians lineup without Josh Naylor and Jose Ramirez. That's just, oh my god. <laughs> That's unwatchable baseball. Yeah. In my opinion. So I think how the lineup's going to go is like Quan, Jimenez, and then they're going to have like Gonzalez, Calhoun, Will Brennan, Brian Rocchio, then probably like Gabriel Arias, Bo Naylor, Miles Shaw. Oscar Gonzalez this year has a 59 WRC plus. He has one home run in 33 games. I, he is striking out. And I mean, he's not striking out. I think he has a plate he's approach issue. Like, I think he has an insanely high trace rate. This is his main problem. Yeah. And the thing is, is he was in triple and he had an he, he had he's played 65 games in triple a this year and he has an 89 wrc plus mm-hmm. like the, his best year or his like out of all the years and every at every level like one of his best years was his his stint last year he had a 122 wrc plus last year in 91 games but like he just has a really weird traje- trajectory i don't I, I don't really he's not a he's not gonna be a like a their future right fielder. And I don't think he doesn't play good defense either. Yeah, horrible defense. And he his main problem is his chase rate. That's yeah. All right. Anything a couple else? series are starting a couple series are starting today that I think are interesting. Uh the Braves are playing the Pirates. Spencer Strider's minus three oh five against the Pirates tonight. He'll probably strike <laughs> out fifteen people. Um I already mentioned Yuri Perez is coming back. Giants Angels um, is a big one too, cause I think the Giants are in a solid position, but the Angels have to win. Yeah, they have to. Um, the Rangers get the Athletics, so they're just gonna keep rolling. Uh, Dylan sees Garrett Cole tonight. That's gonna be interesting. It's a fun game. Um, I think that's kind of it. Yeah, like. Everything else is pretty. What do the Dodgers play tomorrow? Um, Dodgers start a series with the Diamondbacks tomorrow, which also would be interesting. The Diamondbacks and the are dead. play the Mariners. So this, yeah, it, we could have talked about, about the Diamondbacks, people. but we talked about them last episode and yeah. sort of their struggles. We talked about last episode of their hitting falling off and struggling with starting pitching. It's kind of the same, to be honest. Yeah, like, they're just not they're... as good of a team as we thought they were. Yeah. All right. Um, is there anything else? I don't think so. All right. The Orioles are cooked. We will see you. We'll see you guys soon. Thanks for listening. All right. Thank you. Bye.